Yeah, eat, sleep, fantasy, you rocking with the best. NFL fantasy football podcast. We talking mock drafts, running backs, better follow the conversation with John, Dale, Christian, and Armando. Screaming, eat nation, we doing what we like. Tune in every week, guaranteed we get it hype. Fantasy football enthusiasts, I know you plan to be joining us on Eat Sleep Fantasy. Yeah, Eat Sleep Fantasy. Eat Sleep Fantasy. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of DFS and Dynasty with Eat Sleep Fantasy. I am JJ Gosh, back at it again. Find me on Twitter at JJ Gosh. As always, don't forget to follow all of us on Twitter. Uh, you can follow the DFS and Dynasty podcast at ESFDD and the OG pod at Eat Sleep FF. Find us all on Twitter. Uh, also, make sure you check out the latest episodes of both our pod and the OG pod by subscribing on iTunes, Spotify, Spreaker, wherever you enjoy your podcasts. Be sure to leave a review. Let us know what you think. Uh, let us know if we've alienated your state uh, by insulting you in some way or if we've made fun of your profession in some way. Uh, also, be sure to check out ESF and DFS and Dynasty YouTube channels and subscribe. We constantly bring content there as well, uh, so make sure you hit the little notification icon to get notified when we go live. Jump on and join the fun. Also, check out EatSleepFantasy.com. It's a website. Be sure to subscribe. Uh, Our gold package is free redraft and dynasty rankings, positional tiers, auction values, so on and so forth. I believe there's five or six of us that publish our weekly rankings on the website, so Go take a look, see how we compare to each other and to the industry. Um, Also, the DFS package is $50 the rest of the year. That's through the Super Bowl. So you get the NFL playoffs and the Super Bowl goodness. Uh, Or if you want to just try us out for a week, it's $5 a week. You're going to get access to our lineups and our cheat sheets. Uh, As always, you can definitely reach out to any of us individually and uh, you know hit us up for some insight, some questions you may have so on and so forth. Uh, We'll jump into a little bit of news before we do a recap of last week and a preview of this week. So looking at the Thursday night game, the New York Giants will be without Saquon Barkley, without Wayne Gallman, without Sterling Shepard, and probably without Evan Ingram. So it'll be the Daniel Jones show uh, throwing as much as he can to Golden Tate, which against this Patriots defense is not a recipe for success. So good luck, Giants. Um, On the Patriots side of the ball, Philip Dorsett is out. I don't think that's going to bring another receiver into the fold. I think it's just going to be a little bit more work for Josh Gordon, Julian Edelman, probably James White in a pass-catching role, in his pass-catching role, and probably rely on the run game a little bit more with Sonny Michel. I believe they'll have a positive game script for most of this game, so could be a lot of ground and pound from the Patriots. Mason Rudolph uh, practiced Wednesday, but he is on the wrong side of questionable for this week's game. If you saw the hit last week that knocked him out and knocked him out, uh, yeah, the fact that he's already practicing is is good. Uh, I don't anticipate he's going to play. Jalen Samuels is going to be out at least a month. So 
Fire up your James Conner shares. Uh, trust him as a true workhorse, RB1. Um, I don't foresee this offense moving the ball too much with Devlin Hodges under center, but if they're going to, it's going to be you know on his shoulders. So I don't think they're going to bring Benny Snell into the work, uh, you know, into the fold too much. I don't think he's going to steal too much work, but he would now be the James Conner handcuff. So if you're a James Conner owner and you're worried about his his little nicks and dings that he's picked up, uh, yeah, go get Benny Snell as his handcuff. Mike Pouncey on the IR. Uh, that overall hurts the Chargers' run game. Um, it's his neck. I believe he's had back issues in the past, so at this point you kind of got to worry about his career. Um, you know, sticking in L.A., you got Hunter Henry. He was limited today. I don't think he's going to get cleared in time for Week 6, but this has him on track for Week 7. I don't think this is going to take much away from, you know, Austin Eckler or Keenan Allen. I just think it's going to be an upgrade overall for Phillip Rivers and the Chargers offense. Sam Darnold is finally back, cleared, and will start against Dallas. Uh, this is an upgrade for all involved. So Jamison Crowder should see, you know, his targets grow. Robbie Anderson, uh, you know, assuming he can separate a little bit on his outside routes, Le'Veon Bell is probably the biggest beneficiary. And a guy that I was actually excited for in Chris Herndon um, did not practice with a pulled hamstring. And, I mean, you know, you see it all the time with guys that hold out or guys that come back from suspension. These soft tissue injuries tend to linger. So it's a little disappointing for a guy that I was high on. But, you know, we move forward. I think that's just going to help Jamison Crowder get those short underneath over-the-middle targets so fire him up as a wide receiver three, especially in PPR formats. Cam Newton gets the early rule out. Uh, he's not playing week six. So it's, it's going to be the Kyle Allen show again. Hasn't looked as great uh, since he took over his first game when he threw, I believe, four touchdowns. Um, but Cam Newton being ruled out this early, it's a little surprising that they haven't, you know, put him on the IR yet. Um, it shut him down for the full season, but, you know, who knows? We'll see. Um, another recent pop-up on the report was Todd Gurley is day-to-day with a quad injury. It's going to be unrelated to his knee arthritis, but just another injury to monitor. If he can't go, I think Malcolm Brown hops in as an immediate RB2. So Darrell Henderson might finally get a shot to, to steal some touches, but make sure you're keeping, you know, keeping tabs on Todd Gurley and his injury situation. Looking back at last week's uh, successes and where we missed, uh, we'll start with DraftKings. Uh, DraftKings' cash lineup had almost 223 points uh, highlighted by Deshaun Watson and I believe his five touchdowns. Christian McCaffrey is just, he's a beast, man. If he's not in your cash lineups, what are we doing? Um, You know, Ezekiel Elliott had a decent game, uh, no touchdowns, but, you know, played fairly well. Will Fuller had a multi-touchdown game at a dirt-cheap price, so he crushed his value. Uh, Le'Veon Bell, who I mentioned the Jets earlier, I think they all get a boost now. I I think Bell's going to be in my lineup and uh, Pittsburgh's defense. So that lineup, uh, coupled with a few other guys in there, put up almost 223 points, uh, cashed in all my double-ups. DraftKings GPP, a tournament lineup. Uh, It was a small entry, but this 223-point Lineup got me three times my return on investment. I did a Minnesota stack with Kirk Cousins, Adam Thielen. Um, also had Christian McCaffrey again, uh, Jared Cook, Will Fuller, uh, 
and Pittsburgh's defense with a few other pieces. And like I said, that was three times return on investment with that lineup. Uh, FanDuel Cash failed, fell short by about six points. In my opinion, Keenan Allen and Tyler Eifert are to blame because this Cash lineup had Deshaun Watson, Christian McCaffrey, David Johnson, Le'Veon Bell, and the Patriots defense who all crushed their value. Keenan Allen just let me down. Six points shorts of cat six points short of cashing, but still pretty competitive lineup. One that had me checking it out all day. Uh, FanDuel GPP, uh, another small entry, but it was two and a half times return on investment. Did that same Minnesota stack. Um, also, if if you've paid attention, I like to stack my defense with my running back. So this was a New England Patriots defense with a Sony Michelle stack that hit value. Uh, Christian McCaffrey was in that line also. You'll notice the theme here. I like Christian McCaffrey. Looking ahead to this week, before I talk about who I will be playing or who I am looking at, I want to do what I did last week where I tell you who's not playing. So bye weeks, we got four of them this week. We have the Buffalo Bills, Chicago Bears, Indianapolis Colts, and the Oakland Raiders. For a DFS perspective, there's really not a lot that you're missing. Um, Josh Allen has been a cheap cash play. Chicago Bears haven't really offered much. Um, Allen Robinson, maybe. The Colts, again, from you know, from a cash perspective, you weren't really trusting many of them. And same thing with with the Oakland Raiders. So the bye weeks, you know, the bye week teams aren't really going to hurt this week. Um, looking at the games that will not be on the main slate. So you have the um, New York Giants, New England Patriots, which I talked about. So you're going to be missing, you know, Tom Brady, all of his weapons. Not much from the Giants side, given all that are injured. The Sunday night game uh, is going to be Pittsburgh and the Chargers. So you are going to be missing, you know, James Conner, um, Juju Smith-Schuster. You're also going to be missing uh, Austin Eckler, Melvin Gordon, Keenan Allen, Philip Rivers, I guess. Um, Monday night game is Detroit at Green Bay. Uh, you will be missing Babytron, Kenny Galladay, no Marvin Jones, no carry-on. I've had a fair amount of carry-on this year. And Green Bay Packers, you're missing Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Jones, who absolutely demolished Dallas last week with four touchdowns. Uh, No Devonta Adams if he plays. Um, Again, from a redraft perspective, make sure you monitor practice reports. If he's not going to go, you're going to have to figure something out because he's, like I said, he's the Monday night game. So it'll be a... It'll be tough sledding if you have him in your roster and he you find out after the you know Sunday that he's not gonna play, you're gonna be struggling to find find a replacement. Um, but you're also not gonna get Marquez Valdez Scantling, Jimmy Graham, Jonathan Allison for a DFS perspective from the main slate. So looking at cash plays, uh, we'll start at the quarterback position and rushing quarterbacks always give you such a safe floor. Um, I like my cash quarterback to always have a little bit of rushing upside. I've played Lamar um, and Deshaun in quite a few of my cash lines. Deshaun Watson was my cash quarterback last week, and it worked out pretty well for me. So um, that being said, Lamar Jackson, uh, he is 6,900 on DraftKings. I believe that is the second highest quarterback on DraftKings, 8,200 on FanDuel. Uh, He's very likely going to be in my, at least my placeholder, um, Deshaun Watson, 67 on DraftKings, 84 on FanDuel. That game has the highest over-under. Um, it's going to be a huge game 
for for a DFS and a fantasy perspective. Watson just had a monster game, so we'd be looking to follow it up with another one. My only concern here is that quarterbacks at Arrowhead don't tend to play that well. Arrowhead's a very difficult place to play. So if I'm going to have a quarterback from that game, I think it's going to be Patrick Mahomes. But you do have to pay up for him. Uh, He's 7,500 on DraftKings, 9,200 on FanDuel. So he's still the most expensive quarterback. He is due for a blow up. um, And that's why every single week I have at least one Kansas City GPP stack uh, just waiting for that blow up to happen. Hopefully it happens this week. Uh, Houston hasn't proved to be the most stingy defense. So... Who knows? It could happen. He's back home. Uh, he might get Tyreek Hill back. So we'll see. Patrick Mahomes, 7,500 DraftKings, 9,200 on FanDuel. If you're going to pay down a little bit, um, on DraftKings at least, Matt Ryan's only 6,400. It's a great matchup against the Arizona Cardinals, Swiss cheese secondary. Um, I'll talk about one of my favorite other plays from this game uh, in a minute, but Gardner Minshew is only $5,000 on DraftKings and sixty nine on FanDuel. Nice. I think it might be a DK-only play just because he's so cheap. $5,000 for your quarterback can open up so much for the rest of your lineup. Running backs, um, I think this week I'm going to be looking at Alvin Kamara. Uh, the, the Jaguars are a tough matchup. They're not as tough as they used to be. But if that offense is going to move, it's going to be Michael Thomas and Alvin Kamara. So I think he is a lock to see 20 touches. That's what I pay for. Um, I want my I want three running backs in my line who are going to see 15 to 20 touches with touchdown upside. And that's exactly what Alvin Kamara has. But he's priced accordingly. He's going to be 8000 on DraftKings, 7900 on FanDuel. Le'Veon Bell might be my favorite running back play. Uh, He's only 6,400 on DraftKings, which, again, this is the full PPR site. If Darnold's back, his involvement in the passing game is going to go up. Um, He does cost 6,800 on FanDuel, but he gets gets a Dallas matchup, and Dallas just let Aaron Jones walk right through them for four touchdowns. I'm not expecting that out of Lev Bell. But I am expecting a big game, a lot of touches. His his touchdown ceiling goes through the roof with Darnold back uh, in the fold. So he might be my favorite play. Um, other viable cash game running backs is going to be Leonard Fournette. It's against New Orleans. Um, not a great defense to attack on the ground, but he has still seen not much competition for touches in that backfield. So he's virtually a lock to get 18 carries and three to four receptions. So there's that 20 touch limit. I like to see David Johnson um, on DraftKings, especially Atlanta this year has been pretty stingy against pass catching running backs, but they haven't really, they haven't had a negative game script or I'm sorry, their defense hasn't had a negative game script. So teams are getting up on Atlanta and then kind of running the ball or, you know, running their typical offense without dump offs to the running back. I think that's due to regress a little bit. David Johnson, uh, 7,600 on DraftKings, 6,900 on FanDuel. I think he's a good play. Um, Delvin Cook, again, is somebody you're going to have to pay up for. Not a great matchup, but it's just more about volume. Um, He's 8,400 and 8,200 on DraftKings and FanDuel. If you're looking to punt, um, Carlos Hyde could be that guy. He's only 4400 on DraftKings, which again is a full PPR site, but 4400 is dirt cheap. 6000 on FanDuel. He goes to Arrowhead to play Kansas City and they have been 
killed on the ground. Uh, on Johnson and Marlon Mack in the last few weeks have just gone nuts. So if Carlos Hyde, even if he is just the first two down back, he could crush value. He's going to need about nine points on DraftKings to hit value there in cash. So fire him up if you want to punt. Uh, 4,400 DraftKings, 6,000 on FanDuel. Moving on over to wide receivers. Um, there's going to be four of them from one game that I like. Uh, you're looking at the Kansas City um, Kansas City Chiefs is going to be the DeAndre Hopkins, uh, Sammy Watkins, if he plays. Again, you got to watch for him if he plays. Mohamed Sanu, um, and then a, a deep play if some receivers were to miss is, <laughs> believe it or not, it's going to be Byron Pringle. Uh, he is 3,500 on DraftKings, 4,500 on FanDuel. Coming off a 100-yard game with a touchdown, um, he could work into that third wide receiver role for Kansas City. In a game with a, an over-under of 56 points, uh, yeah, all he needs is 70 yards or 90 yards to to hit value, depending on what site you're looking at. So fire him up. Again, Just this is if some of their other wide receivers were to miss, like if Tyreek Hill's not back. Uh, Mecole Hardman, I believe, is a little bit banged up, so just keep an eye on that for the you know for the practice reports. Um, Julio Jones is going to be you're going to pay up for him, um, but his target share it's dipped a little bit, but I expect it to go up. It's Arizona's last game without Patrick Peterson, so Julio's set up against a pretty poor secondary. Um, I like his chances of putting up a good game, probably getting in the end zone, but he's eight thousand on DraftKings, eighty five hundred on FanDuel. Will Fuller uh, coming up off of a monster game where I believe he had three touchdowns. Uh, not necessarily priced up at 6000 on DraftKings, 6600 on FanDuel. But again, it's highest over-under on the slate, so you're going to want any part of that game in cash. And we'll talk about the GPP stacks in a minute. But um, Larry Fitzgerald, if, if Christian Kirk were to miss another game, He's just going to be a target hog, uh, 61 on DraftKings, 56 on FanDuel. It's a good matchup. It's also a pretty high under, high over-under. The Atlanta and Arizona game is 52 points, so I like Fitz to hit his value. Um, again, if Christian Kirk misses, he's going to be a lock for me. DJ Chark is, is a very interesting cash play just because he's still not priced up to what his role is in that Jags offense. 5,500 on DraftKings, 6,500 on FanDuel. He's seen like eight or nine targets in like three of the last four games. Uh, finds the end zone very frequently. It's a bad matchup. He's going to get Marshawn Lattimore. Um, he's He hasn't shown the shutdown numbers that he, you know, he put up last year, but touchdown regression is going to come at some point. He's not going to find the end zone. Um, in, in a game where they're probably going to be chasing points, I, I like him. To at least, you know, at least hit the yards. So Emmanuel Sanders is going up against Tennessee. I think Cortland Sutton has emerged as, you know, their wide receiver one. So I think he's going to draw more of the attention, um, leaving some of the underneath routes across the middle for Emmanuel Sanders to be pretty open. He's $4,800 on DraftKings, $5,500 on FanDuel. So I like him a lot as kind of a cheaper play. And the cheapest play, the punt play that I already said, is going to be Byron Pringle. But you're going to have to monitor practice reports. 
my favorite tight end this week for cash games. Um, you know, it's been a few weeks in a row now. I've told you to play against Arizona, play your tight ends against Arizona. Well, Austin Hooper gets Arizona. $5,000 on DraftKings. He is, I believe, the fifth most expensive tight end. So he's not crazy expensive. Um, he is 6400 on FanDuel, but I like him a lot in this spot. So fire up Austin Hooper. Uh, Will Disley continues to not be priced up for his role. Um, he's only 4900 and 6000 respectively. He gets Cleveland. Um, I do think Cleveland is a little bit better against the tight ends than Arizona is. So if I had to pick one, I'm leaning Hooper. Um, two of the more expensive tight ends that you're you know you're gonna have to pay up for. George Kittle and Travis Kelsey. Um, George Kittle is 5200 on DraftKings, 65 on FanDuel. He's gonna he's gonna have a boom game very soon. Like it's it's time. He's due. And, and I hate that narrative, but everybody who owns George Kittle and who has owned him in the last few years knows exactly what he can do. It's just a matter of when he's going to do it. Uh, I think this week would give him a good chance to do that. Travis Kelsey, again, I mean, you know what you're getting. You're getting such a high floor with a high ceiling. I don't think he's found the end zone yet this year. That could change. Again, a game that's got such a high over-under, I'm going to want some exposure. Um, If I pay up for Kelsey, I'm going to have to find value elsewhere. From a defensive, uh, defensive and special teams perspective, the New York Jets are $1,500 on DraftKings. Now, it's not a great matchup. They play Dallas. Dallas puts up points. They put up yards. But they're $1,500 on DraftKings. They don't have to do much to hit value. They may be getting uh, their middle linebacker, Mosley, back. They should be getting an outside linebacker and Jordan Jenkins back. So they're, they're getting healthy um, with their offense, hopefully on the field more often. They shouldn't get as worn down as quickly. Being as cheap as they are, they might be my cash game play just because they're they're fifteen hundred bucks. I mean that opens up so much for your the rest of your roster. Absurdly priced, but I kind of get it because it's a tough matchup. San Francisco 49ers, they're twenty seven hundred on DraftKings, thirty five hundred on FanDuel. They do have to go at uh, the LA Rams. Goff isn't the same Goff we've seen in years past, and quite frankly, the Rams aren't the same Rams that we've seen. In years past, uh, they throw they're throwing the ball a ton, which is a good thing for that opportunistic defense. Um, I think Joey Bosa is going to wreak some havoc. You know, even against the good Rams offensive line, I think he can get in there and, and force some errant throws. Maybe Richard Sherman can capitalize again. Um, so again, 49ers definitely in play. Uh, the Titans go on the road to Denver. This might be a DraftKings only play because they're twenty nine hundred there, whereas they're forty seven hundred over on FanDuel. So they're priced up on FanDuel, but on DraftKings I like them a lot. Uh, Joe Flacco is not, you know, the greatest quarterback Denver's seen in the last ten years. So um, fire up the Titans. They're, they're sneaky good every week. They they have a decent game. And the last defense I'll talk about is going to be the Vikings. It's Philly. Um, they get Philly coming to town. They always perform better on, you know, on their home turf than on the road. Talented unit, pretty low priced. Uh, they're twenty six hundred on DraftKings and thirty six hundred on FanDuel. So that's the fourth defense that I'm looking at for cash. That's pretty much going to do it for for my cash game plays. On over to the GPP game stacks. Like I mentioned already, Houston and Kansas City has a 56-point over-under. So it is 
an absurd game. There's going to be a lot of points scored. Honestly, I might take the over. I think Kansas City could put up 40. Don't see why Houston couldn't put up 30. Not predicting a 70-point game, but it's not out of the realm of possibilities. I'm probably going to stack Kansas City only because I know that the road team tends to struggle at Arrowhead. So it'll be a you know Patrick Mahomes and probably Travis Kelsey and Byron Pringle uh, game stack. If Tyreek Hill's back, he's an interesting play because I don't think a lot of people would be on him. It'll just kind of be up to how many snaps he plays. Um, the second highest over-under on the slate is going to be Atlanta at Arizona. It's a great matchup for both. Um, with the pace that Arizona plays, they're going to see a lot of plays. Um, Atlanta's going to have the ball quite a bit, and they, they don't play at a slow place, slow pace by any means. So that's my second favorite game stack. Kind of a sneaky game is because there's two decent defenses so far this year. It's Carolina and Tampa Bay. Uh, it's at Tampa Bay. Over-under is 48.5. So if I'm stacking this game, uh, I'd probably be looking Jameis Winston and I think Mike Evans, um, just with all the hype that Godwin's seen with these you know, last few big games. Mike Evans could be in for, for a huge game if they the defense kind of shifts to, to shade Godwin a little bit more. Um, wouldn't be afraid to bring it back with you know DJ Moore or Curtis Samuel just because Tampa has been good against the run, but awful against the pass. So it could even be a Greg Olson game. Um, you know, so if you're going to stack Tampa Bay, make sure you bring it back with at least one pass catcher from Carolina. Um, San Francisco at the Rams. Already talked about this one. I think the Rams are going to have to throw it a ton. Um, San Francisco's defense looked really good. And everything is kind of what have you done for me lately, and especially games on primetime. So the whole world saw how good San Francisco was. I think the Rams could be lower owned than usual. So I'd probably be looking at a stack, you know, like Jared Goff, Cooper Cup, and probably Robert Woods because he, he's he been consistent, he's been targeted, but he hasn't had a big game like the others have. So I, I'd like Robert Woods to have a decent week, assuming, you know, Brandon Cooks and Cooper Cup see more of the attention. Uh, last game I'll talk about is kind of a sneaky over-under, and I think most of this is just heavily favored towards Baltimore. It's a 48-point over-under. I believe Baltimore is an 11-point favorite, so we'll see if this game actually hits the over, um, but like I said, you know, Lamar Jackson is in play every week, no matter the format. Guy's got a monster ceiling. If I'm stacking with Lamar, I'm probably going to use Marquise Brown, but pay attention to the injury report. I believe he was limited in today's practice. Mark Andrews is always a viable, you know, stack with Lamar. And if I'm bringing it back with anybody, I might actually bring it back with Joe Mixon just because Baltimore has actually been a little bit susceptible on the ground, um, whereas Marlon Humphrey will shut down the other team's number one. So I would not be playing Tyler Boyd. Maybe Auden Tate has a, has a game. Um, everybody last week was on him for cash because he was dirt cheap, and he played okay. Um but, again, if I'm stacking Baltimore, probably going to bring it back with Joe Mixon. So there you have it. Those are the five GPP game stacks I'm looking at. It's going to be Houston, Kansas City, Atlanta, Arizona, Carolina, Tampa Bay, San Francisco and the Rams, Cincinnati, and Baltimore. So that's going to do it for today. As always, if you have any questions or you know have some 
have some hesitations, don't hesitate to reach out. Uh, we love questions. We love interactions. Again, find me on Twitter at JJ Gosh. Follow the podcast at ESFDD. And follow the OG pod at EatSleepFF. So that's going to do it. Like I said, um, you'll hear me Sunday morning. I'm going to go live on Periscope again to take some questions, do some last-minute, you know, who's in, who's out sort of thing. So until Sunday morning, stay classy. Let's make some money. Yeah. Eat, sleep, fantasy. You rocking with the best. NFL fantasy football podcast. We talking mock drafts, running backs. Better follow the conversation with John, Dale, Christian, and Armando. Screaming, eat nation. We doing what we like. Tune in every week. Guarantee we get it hype. Fantasy football enthusiasts. I know you plan to be joining us on Eat, Sleep, Fantasy. Yeah. Eat, sleep, fantasy. Woo! Eat, sleep, fantasy.